Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Lazy <laughs> Worst. Each time I'm not even sure we're, we're gonna try and we're do it. Hi, I'm Natalie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the chaos is just beautiful. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, love it. Love this chaos. This is end of the day chaos, so yeah. we're fully in the thick of it. We just done some fast feet to wake ourselves up a bit. <laughs> I'm using my theatre training days. Theatre. <laughs> my theatre days for good luck. <laughs> Not good luck. I don't know. Just vibes. Energy. Energy. Good vibes only. Uh, when I worked in telesales, they used to like make us have feet time. No. So like they'd be like their energy in the room, the vibe in the room is off. They're like feet time, feet time. Everyone up, everyone up. And it, I was just I'm like, sorry, I didn't know that you signed up to be tortured. So like, I, <laughs> I used to refuse to do it, and they're like, "Why are you so difficult?" And I was like, eh, "Does it say in my contract I need to stand when yeah, you tell me to stand?" Exactly. Like, and they're like, "No," and I'm like, "Am I a grown adult?" So you can at decide work? if I need to stand up or not. Yeah. Mm, and I was like, "Am I behind on target today?" No. Honestly, do I need that feet time? <laughs> that poor job. Feet it, time. It sounds just... like something that would have been done with like my baby and baby group. <laughs> yeah, it's like, feet time, feet time. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm not doing that. No. Or like the incentive games between sales. No. I'm not doing it. And I was like, can I just be like, can I go get a cup of tea? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're going the way for... they try and trick you into trying to enjoy your minimum wage job in which they oh we're such a fun like workplace yeah. like, really why don't you pay me a good wage let's go and do an incentive where you could win 50 quid you never do no oh god that job was hellish so um, um <laughs> today speaking of hellish today we're going to talk about mm. the uh, differences between the harry potter books and the films that make Tony in particular, crazy. <laughs> Which means friends refuse to watch the films with me. <laughs> and we will start. This J.K. Rowling we disclaimer. We do not stand her uh-uh. in any way. We do not stand what she stands for. Uh-uh. We are inclusive in our podcast, and we yeah. always will uh, be. Quite, we're a safe space. Yeah, we're quite passionate about that, and that's why we always try to make sure we mention when we see a book that includes great diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Harry Potter is flawed in that respect. So I kind of worked out... Harry Potter is a big discussion for us. We are millennials. It, it, it sparked a love of fiction. It, yeah. it reinvented children's fiction and reading in general. Like, it is, it's like a phenomenon that is now being studied in literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you so, can't get away from it as no. a concept, unfortunately. But also, <laughs> your love of the books, the world you of can the books, separate it. Yes. So it's called it's called death of the author. Yeah. Like so, it's the idea of separating the fiction from the author. So that is the only time we will mention her name yep. in this podcast. Um, she's obviously not going to get any money from this because we don't get any money yeah. from this. So, yeah. um, and we've kind of divided up the Harry Potter discussion. I do have it in my head that we would do a discussion on the problematic elements that are in the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be coming your um, way at some point. That would need to be a whole podcast on its own. Yeah. There is, like, various, like, we would probably do a podcast per book if we could. Yeah, we but might do, like, in the future, we might do, like, a Harry Potter month where we just focus on... I definitely think I've kind of divided it up into possible in-depth topics yeah. that kind of go from one angle. Mm-hmm. So this is one particular angle is the difference between the books and the films. Yeah. How we feel about it, our rage... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just to be clear this is a safe yes. space we are an inclusive people we do we, not condone and we do not have hate for anyone except people who hurt animals <laughs> <laughs> you were where I was going to go with that weren't you <laughs> I was like uh <laughs> <laughs> curveball oh. <laughs> we're inclusive for everyone except potential serial killer. Yeah, Tony was like, where's she going with this? <laughs> like, who don't we like? Yeah. I was like, they're ready to back you. <laughs> Since I got my cats, I get a lot of comments that are really disgusting. Like I never people have like, had this. It's weird. Literally, I had one last week where I said, oh, my cat keeps waking me up to be let out. And they're like, well, I've got something that can fix that. A, a sack and some bricks. And I was like, I just, 
You like, know this is the sign of a serial killer, Multiple right? people threatened to kill her cats. Yeah, and I don't and understand I it. Don't and it's get a joke. It. It's not a joke. Why are you threatening to kill a living creature and mm. a member of my family? And if you wouldn't threaten to kill a dog, yeah, you need to be to... looking up how hatred of cats is rooted in sexism and mm. misogyny. Just leaving that, Cal. Yeah. Cool. yeah. We're yeah. moving on. Yeah. Pet rat no. <laughs> it also uh, ties into Crooksangs. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. tie it in that way. <laughs> ah, see, it all comes full, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> right. I've Spoilers for all it. of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, presumably you picked that up. It's been out for like 20 years. Come on. <laughs> I mean, the book, the films have been out 20 years. The books have been out even longer. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> all right. So we're going per book here. But I'm. will it, will it be that structured? We'll find out. <laughs> Future us will know, but you do not right now. <laughs> or or it'll be edited to make it look structured after the fact. That's also entirely possible. Oh, if this runs structuredly, just assume it was good editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone. If you're American. <laughs> because yeah. they thought you were too stupid to understand philosophy. Philosopher's Stone meant. Did you know yeah. that they actually have two versions of the film? The actors had to record two lines for Oh it. my God, really? Mm. Interesting. That's crazy, isn't I it? Do, I, yeah, it just occurred to me just then. I was like, how would they... Because they say Philosopher's Stone in our... I never recently oh. found that out. I think because of the 20th anniversary thing. Mm. I enjoyed mm. that and I also enjoy... I haven't they... finished it. Oh my God. I stopped at the Snape bit because I was like, well, the Alan Rickman bit. Yeah. I was like, this is going to make me emotional. Yeah. But when they walked into the hall, I teared just... up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bit where um, Rupert Grint and um, Emma Watson are like, oh, I love you. And I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh and then uh, really embarrassingly, when Tom Felton is basically like, I'm still in love. She's like, yeah, we're really good friends. He's like my brother. <laughs> because if you follow him on Instagram, it's actually kind of uncomfortable the amount of times he still talks about Hermione and her. Yeah. It's actually really uncomfortable But, sometimes. like, after the fact when she had massive crush on him when they were younger. Mm. Yeah. And that little story where, like, on the day where they were, like, going, gone in for the auditions and he was yeah. just like, it's a boom or it's a mic, you idiot. <laughs> and and it was I love that. And that would be her mighty asking a question if she didn't know, but she would have known the answer. But yeah. Okay. She would have worked out some context clues. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, aha, I'm actually motherboard. <laughs> so, Philosopher's Stone. Okay. We have a lot in this, and it's, a lot of it's world building, right? Uh, some of it. So, like, no peeves. Okay, so there's deleted scenes of Rick Mayle yep. <laughs> playing peeves, and yep. I'm sure he would have been perfect. I've not seen the deleted scenes. But no, no, I've seen I. him in other things. He would have been perfect. Yeah. They cut him for time, right? Ridiculous. I don't really know, but Peeves is like such an integral part in every... He's yes. in every book. So now he plays a was... role in all the major bits. And I don't know why none, no other directors started to bring him in. He just He's such a good comedic relief a and lot of the time. with the twins is yeah. fabulous. Yeah, like in the later books when they leave the school and stuff and they're like, cause chaos for us. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. yeah. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a big one. It's no peeves. This really annoyed me. Tell me more. No sorting hat song. That um, is in the deleted scenes as well, I think. Why? Oh, no, no. The Hogwarts song is in there. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts. No, but the, they recorded that. But in the books, yeah. every year, the hat song does a song that's like a... It's, it's a, a warning. Jolly, it's jolly in the beginning, then he starts to give warnings yeah. later. I don't know why I've gendered the hat. They. Hmm. I don't know why I've yeah. gendered the hat. Maybe yeah. because the film has a male voice. It also bothers me... Two other things with the sorting hat. Number one, it makes it seem like everyone else can hear. Yes, that's here. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> announces it aloud. And number two, in the sorting ceremony, they don't go in alphabetical order. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just willy-nilly reading kids' names off? Yeah. What are you doing? We just want to get famous Harry Potter yeah. up there first. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that <was on laughs> the really in-depth list I found mm-hmm. had all of this stuff, oh, like yeah. the alphabetical order, like, the like really all the really things that really bother me when I watch it. I've gone for like the big ones, not the finickety little things. The things that I usually pick yeah, up. like there was. One... I won't remember the big ones. I'll just yeah. remember these little. There's things ones that like Harry me. doesn't say thank you for for his cake from ha- um, Hagrid, but he does in the books, and I'm like, oh my god, oh. like <laughs> I know he's just like. Sorry, but who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck are you? Not like, this is the first time someone's made me a cake ever in my life. Yeah. Because that's like a big deal. Anyway. The whole, how Hagrid picks up Harry and brings him... they act like it's all in one day, don't they? And then he drops him straight to the train, so so she's like, well, you're off to Hogwarts. They miss the part of, like, Vernon laughing at him. Yeah. And the whole month at home. Like, they really, I think downplay a lot of the Dursley abuse mm-hmm. which is a big part of the like his hero complex all of that like all the adults in Harry's life letting him down like the setup with the Dursleys is really important yeah. uh, all the stupid stuff Harry does where he doesn't rely on adults yeah. it's because of this and because they miss out a lot of the Dursley stuff they don't introduce Mrs Fig in that first yes so like yeah there's no Arabella Fig who becomes important a bit more later who used to babysit him and her cats and then yeah. she breaks her leg because of her cats or yeah. whatever and that's why he ends up going to the zoo that day is because she's broken her leg usually he has to go there and look at pictures of her cats in the yeah. back of the album and that whole thing and I just missed. feel like that would have just been a line yeah like it wouldn't have been yeah you know they wouldn't have had to film a lot I know there's a bit where they're like they can't take him but I don't remember them saying who or anything like specifically. Yeah, they're just like, oh, Marge is eating a funny whelk or something like that. He's yeah. reading like a postcard or something. Yeah. So, yeah, Hagrid like dropping Harry straight at the train. Mm. No. Because the Dursleys pick him up and bring him to and forth that school almost every year. And it just, that is like a, another yeah. part and of like, it. Yeah. And like, he finds it uncharacteristic that Vernon agrees to take his trunk all the way there. Yeah. Just because he points and laughs and chuck, leaves him there with his trunk and like laughs and fucks off. Yeah, some of that pettiness. Like, <laughs> ugh. yeah. Okay, how Harry meets Draco, where yeah. he like meets him on the way to the sorting hall or something. That's a random. Off. He's supposed to when meet him. Yeah, and when doesn't know who Harry is, and Harry doesn't know who Draco is, yeah. and then Draco is like really kind of introduces. <laughs> yeah, he's snobby, and he introduces a lot of like the, the houses and things, doesn't the it? houses, a lot of the wizarding world, like racism as well. Like if you mm. want to call it that, like the anti-Muggle kind of attitude. Is that, like, does he mention Quidditch or something as well? Yeah, that's and that's where Harry also starts to learn about like his family's history because mm-hmm. after that is when he asks Harrigrid in the pub about his parents mm-hmm. and that whole bit where Hagrid like teaches Harry about his parents is also wrong in my opinion like mm-hmm. it's not it's not how Hagrid phased it they do Hagrid a disservice in the films they make him this silly goofy person a lot of the time we've got a lot of feelings Hagrid about Hagrid and Ginny <laughs> they both get the most Let dirtiest yeah. <laughs> character undevelopment ever in the films along with Ron actually in some regards yeah, they get a lot of like the nice things Ron does. In the earlier films, they take away a lot of his stuff and give it to Hermione, mm. which doesn't make sense because Ron is literally the stand-in for the reader. Mm. He's the one that explains to Harry and Hermione the wizarding world. He's like that yeah. bridge. But Hermione gets given all that, which doesn't make sense. You know what? I never really noticed that, but like in I'm the... sure I will if I ever watch it again. In the Obviously, it's in the second film which we've not got to mm. yet but um like she's the one that describes what a mudblood is yes that is on my list yeah, yeah. we'll, All we'll of those. come back to that <laughs> yeah when they do in the first book this one where they do the the different tests mm-hmm. and it's like Hermione loses her head and Ron keeps everyone calm and then Harry like figures out the puzzle of how to yeah it's very much like their characters yeah it? yeah so like there's also that kind of Ron just being like the silly, like, oh, goofy, goofy like, one, like Hagrid. Panicky, they just yeah. turn him into like the silly goof. Harry's eyes, that's the world building thing. Harry's eyes are wrong. Did I they? know they couldn't make a child wear contacts. No, but... they tried and he had a, a reaction to it. Oh, okay. So they just got rid of it. Yeah, but then his mum has different eyes to yeah, him. So they should have hired someone with the same eyes. Or given mom. her contacts if she's a grown adult, like, less likely to have reactions and be able to work in contacts all day. And in the first film, for half of it, Hermione wears fake, goofy teeth and then they take it off. Yeah, and they don't really go into the Goofy Teeth storyline, which is later, but yeah. And she doesn't have a bushy hair too much as well. Yes. They, she's varying level, levels of curliness throughout the films, mm. I think. So, yeah, that's a world-building one. Um, 
And then my next one for book one is the last test when they go to get the stone. There's no Snape test. Yeah. No Hermione big moment. Like Hermione just is left with Ron on the just chessboard. Whereas he wouldn't have got through to the room without Hermione. No, no. And I it, mean, they did do a lot to make Hermione seem smart in that. So I guess yeah. like, her character wasn't missing out. But I just feel like that would have been a good scene. Yeah, and it's just like the threat of real peril, I guess. Maybe that's why I took it out. So in the book, it's a bunch of different vials and a riddle. About, and one of them is poison. So all the stuff with Norbert as well in the first book. Oh, yeah. So they have Dumbledore send him away to Charlie, which... It's Charlie arranged. Charlie does take Norbert and arranges yeah. to get him picked up, but because dragons are illegal, Dumbledore is not involved in it. Yeah. And it is when they are sending Norbert off that they get caught out of bed. Yeah, so they make it all to do with them being out of bed for a different reason. To feed Norbert and, yeah. and Dragonesses. Yep. But they actually leave their cloak on the astronomy tower. But also, it does a lot of disservice to Neville and like how he gets braver in that film. Neville is also another one that just gets a disservice throughout. Mm. I think they try in the later films. They don't do a good job, but they try. No, because as the books go on, they realise that Neville's going to have a larger part to play, mm-hmm. so they start trying to give him Yeah, him. whereas they just made him like a goofy, ugly kid. Yeah. Yeah. The centaurs in the forest, when they go to the forbidden forest, not the dark forest. Is it called the dark forest? They call it in the dark forest, oh, they call they... it in the films. I never noticed that. Yeah, it really annoys me. Mm. Why is it the dark forest? What makes it dark? It's forbidden, because it's forbidden. Makes much more. Yeah. Really annoyed me. It's not just a forest with no lights. It's a forbidden forest. It's a forbidden forest. God! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the the bit in the forest with the centaurs, it sets up a lot of later stuff, I believe. A lot of centaur politics. Yeah, a lot of those politics about non-wizard like beings in this world. Yeah, and it's kind of highlights... What's his name? Ferendi. Ferenze, yeah. It kind of highlights how he is quite an outcast, which comes into play later on. Yes, and that's important later. Mm. But then they don't do that later bit. Yeah, so, so they just skip it all out yeah. anyway, yeah. <sighs> okay, book two. <laughs> oh, can I also point out in book mm. one, they group them all together with the wrong houses because they just want to have yep. Slytherin more and that annoys me. Because mm-hmm. they want to get in a lot of those conflict scenes with Draco. yeah. yeah. Into every like, no. but they should be well, like with Hufflepuff when they're doing herbology. And I know blah, they, blah, blah. they couldn't do it in the film because it ruins the pace. But I wish they did a bit more of like the normal day to day school stuff that they get into in the books. Yeah, where it's just like them doing homework and like they like, could have just done a montage of it, just showing Harry's yeah. time passing. I just I don't know, like some of the innocuous like oh, and they've got a lesson and like I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to that in a later film. Okay, so book two, uh, my issue is. Dobby, when he appears, the bouncing on the bed, shrieky, like, but he's afraid. Yeah. He's doing something he's not supposed to. He wouldn't be bouncing on a bed. Well, and... his little eyes are in the bush first, aren't they? Yeah, and then, like, the only times he makes noise is when it's, like, part of the the curse that's on house elves where he's not allowed to talk yeah, about. Yeah, when he's punishing him. Yeah. So, it's, it is, again, it kind of downplays that whole, Abuse. that part of it. I mean, I know they've made the films more kiddie, but... Family-friendly. It loses some of those important things she's trying to discuss there. She is trying to discuss racism there Mm. without actually using people of colour, which is a different discussion. But anyway, she is trying to do that with those different races, with Muggleborns versus purebloods, that whole discussion. She tries. (laughs) So I can see what was attempted. Mm. (laughs) That's why I take issue that bit and then oh oh no sorry you're probably about to say it actually sorry it's just popped into my head well when it's the whole thing of dobby dropping the cake she drops he drops it on her head and not on harry in the kitchen and then he gets in trouble for making a mess mm. and then also like he doesn't get the letter from the ministry saying like you've put, there's been magic at your address you're in that's your first warning which is a massive which comes into play in a third book because vernon knows he can't do magic outside of school by that point because yeah. until then they've all been scared of him yeah and also it's, it leads up to like why that he gets put in a room and starved with bars on his window mm. and all that kind of stuff that's because of this because then dursley knows like he can't he's powerless so then there's like that whole power dynamic and abuse again yeah it really downplays how rubbish the Dursleys are so yeah there's no letter then and then this scene where and I don't know I don't know how significant this is but I feel like it's important 
is, you know, when he first goes to Diagonally and ends up in that shop by accident. Bergen and Blocks. Yeah. Bergen and Blocks. Something like that. Um, and, you know, there's a bit it's where... So Diagonally, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's like in that first film when Hermione's trying to come up with saying Wingardium Leviosa in a different way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when he first goes there and it's like Draco and his dad, and his dad's trying to sell stuff because the Ministry are inspecting houses. Mm, and then her, and, and then Harry knows to tell yep. Mr. Weasley where to look for. Yeah, not just that. It's the bit where it's like, touch nothing, Draco. It's the whole thing about the necklace and the... Draco sees the necklace, which is really mm. important in later books. When he's like, and the cupboard is in is very really important. The yeah, the cupboard in. becomes important later as well. That's how Draco gets the like death eaters into the, the school author later. Does do a good, a bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, good planning. I will say that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's got necklace there. So I'm going to jump in now with the mm-hmm. thing I just thought of because I think it works here. They don't in the film. They don't do the fight between Mr. Malfoy and Arthur, do they? They have like a little to do. Yeah, at they, the bookshop. I think they don't do it properly because yeah, it's I during, during the like, scuffle that he slips the book in. Didn't yeah, he's called I him. mean, in the film, they just have him do it. You actually see him do it when he picks the book out, and then he slips. Oh. But you have to know to look. But mm. I want to see them have little fisticuffs, or at least it mentioned. Like, yeah. It could have been afterwards. Miss Weasley was just like, "You're too old to be fighting," or yeah, something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like just do just to show you that Arthur's a little bit, I don't know, fun. <laughs> well, yeah, Arthur being like protective, like he's not yeah. just goofy. Arthur again, they like goofy fight him. Whereas like Arthur has a lot of depth to him. I feel he's a doesn't... really good father, and yeah. they just kind of. I mean, film Molly is better in my opinion because mm. book I mean, Molly down is to the actress. kind of. She is motherly, but she's also a little bit judgy. I'm going to yeah. leave it as judgy. <laughs> yeah, she's motherly in the wrong kind of way. Yeah, like when she's really horrible to Hermione because of a Rita Skeeter article in the book. Yes. But film Molly would not act that way. I don't think so. No. Yeah, it's little things like that. And I like, she makes like lots of sideways comments to the twins especially. Yeah, and like when and, she's yeah. nagging Bill to cut his hair. Yeah. how... This is just gonna be a Molly tendon. Like mm. how rude her and Ginny actually are to Fleur. Yeah. That that kind of stuff. That wouldn't suit movie Molly. I think it's just down to the actress. The actress yeah, just good just... at what she does. Yeah. That kind of fierce motherly mm. vibe. Like, I just think she's a much better fierce mum in the films. Mm. But they are they're, obviously them. Them two are supposed to be like quintessential like parent ideal, I guess. Mm-hmm. So another one I have, which we've kind of covered, is like Hermione knowing the word um, mudblood. Mm. That's Ron's time to shine. And it's also his time to be protective of her and yeah. stuff. Like. And also him showing, like, again, he's meant to be like the opposite to Draco in that they're mm-hmm. both from pure blood families. They're both raised in the wizarding world. Both their fathers work for the ministry. Like, they are, like, they institutionally are opposite, magical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both of the 12 wizarding families aren't they or yeah. whatever it is yeah and I think it's like him being so disgusted by it and upset and protective and it's also like they miss a lot of like the way Ron cares for Hermione mm-hmm. in the books mm-hmm. I feel like he's a lot more attentive to her mm. and a lot more caring he's always the one going where's Hermione what's Hermione as doing as a person like, he is actually quite caring yeah, I think it's just um, a lot of it's wrapped up in being from our families for so many kids. Yeah. And then having a very smart best friend and a very famous best friend who's quite talented at a lot of stuff. Yeah, and presumably he had to, because he's like the next youngest, he was probably told to keep an eye on Ginny a lot as a, mm. as a child. Like, yeah. yeah, and he probably wasn't parented so much with Molly as he was the older brothers, and the older brothers then leave home, and like, then he was left with Fred and George, but pranksters. I watched this, this is going to be a slight yeah. tangent, but it's about the Weasleys. I watched this thing about how it was obvious that Percy was going to be an outcast, mm. because siblings usually pair off, so you have, obviously, Bill and Charlie would have mm. been at school roughly the same time, yeah. they would have paired off. The twins automatically pair off, yep. and then Ron and Hermione would have been paired off a lot. So Ron Percy, and Ginny, uh, sorry, yeah. So Percy would have always been an outcast. Yeah, always. So he was bound to find a family elsewhere. Yeah, that's if you want to be kind to Percy. But I quite like that because 
on rereads, I don't hate Percy as much because he's just think, brainwashed by. Yeah, and Percy is like, I guess, the embodiment of a lot of the things they do wrong in their parenting. That's how he ended up how he yeah. did. And he does not have much of an arc in there. Films. films no that i do that's a point mm. but that's like an overall point like mm. pete the percy in this is very yeah and like charlie's mm. never and in the, the films all the brothers besides the main like fred and fred george and ron fred and, and forge fred and forge um and Ginny. like well Ginny's not even the only ones they do i don't i think they do a disservice to all of them because fred, fred and george are also really reduced to character chores whereas they look out for harry a lot yeah. Probably more so than they do their and own little really brother. they're really smart. Yeah. And they miss out, like, obviously this goes into another film. Yeah, They miss do out it. all the parts of them, you know, they're working on their products. They're not just... They're, they're really smart businessmen and they put a lot of effort into building their products. Yeah. But they don't have, like, the things of, like, for a for a term, kids are just randomly turned into canaries because they've been eating yeah, the canary... Yeah, the, the lunchbox thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. During the Umbridge era, no. yeah, oh yeah, they, I mean the whole Umbridge era, Fred and George isn't done right. No, even their leaving isn't done right. No, and then the little swamp they yeah. leave. Oh right, <laughs> right. Book two, my last point would be Nick's death day party. Oh, that they, whole yeah. bit gets lost, and then that's how he hears the basilisk, and that's why they're in the back corridors, and why they find Mrs. Norris's body. Do they in the, this is not mm. to do with this. But in the film, do they have when Gilderoy has them do a quiz about him in the first lesson? I feel like they don't. No, they don't. And that's a great way of showing just how, yeah, like and how obsessed with himself he is. And also, there was, I mean, the one the blog I read about this like did a whole breakdown of the pixie scene and how much of it is wrong, mm. which is like I didn't realize. Now, look, reading that, I was like, oh yeah, there is quite a lot they change. Mm-hmm. So that whole bit was just. Yeah, like at the Why end, he's just like, "Oh, you three just round them up," and he runs away, basically. <laughs> yeah, but apart think... from that, I actually think they did Gildra really well. Oh, they had a good the, actor the for it. Perfect I think. Yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, and they do have that little Easter egg. I think it's in—I don't know if it's at the end of Chamber of Secrets or if it's in um, in Prisoner of Azkaban. I mm. think it might be a bonus at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, you see his he's got a book in the shop and it goes past and it's him it's a book of him being like who am i because he's lost his oh memory. wow okay i didn't know that yeah so that's all that, that's my book two book three we didn't couldn't come up with a lot for this did we it was just mainly the whole marauders thing yeah I missed out. it's really um, underdone and like the heartbreaking bits with lupin before harry realizes lupin's one of his dad's old friends when harry is talking about his dementor visions Dementors, and... dementors. I can't, <laughs> sorry, I just can't. Uh, can't hear him without hearing Draco Zola. <laughs> you know, so when he's, they're doing the lessons, so he learns how to do the Patronus mm-hmm. spell. And when he's saying, like, he's hearing his dad, like, his dad held off Voldemort. He didn't have a wand. He hears yeah. all that. And then, like, it's that bit of, like, it's so heartbreaking for Lupin because he's hearing about his best friend's final moments and we don't know and Harry doesn't know and it's never really spoken about. And Lupin's also, like, hearing he thinks it's another way at the time. He also, in his head, that best friend died because of his other best friend. Exactly. I mean, it is a best friend, it's Wormtail. But yeah. he thinks it's because of Sirius. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, it's so all... he lost like two best friends that day. And they also they're very close with Lily as well. And it's yeah. just yeah. So I just think that whole that nuance there is lost of like they like, Lupin they do a bit of it, but they just don't do like Lupin as the first father figure for Harry, besides mm. Hagrid and Dumbledore, like that mm. you know Hagrid. He's, <laughs> he's always searching yeah. for like replacement fathers yeah. and that like yeah, the professory Lupin bits. Um and like the fact that Lupin was one of the people that created the Marauders map, that's like never. Yeah, it's not oh, done it's properly. Just, they missed out on so much. Yeah. And I can understand those people that are really into the Marauders era, like thanks to all the fa- fan fictions, which are now fanon. There's like um, them someone made dudes. YouTube movies, didn't they? As well, yeah. I haven't watched them, but it's like one of those things. I'm always like, I remember about it every now and again. I'm like, I need to go watch that, and then I never do. Um, film three that's my favorite director mm-hmm. and uh, for the series and i just really love he puts so much beauty into hogwarts and the surrounding yes time. like he does really good montages of slice of life that's the film where they have all of the boys sitting in the dormitory eating those little sweets that make them raw and yeah stuff. yeah yeah and that scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of the films because it. it's just 
the boys being boys. Yeah. And a lot of this is coming of age stuff, which yeah. is what made people love it so much. And I think that gets lost a bit. And that genuinely, I picked that out as my favourite scene in the whole film yeah. franchise. Because I just love them being kids. Yeah. A lot of the, you know, ones where they like have silly, like fake laughter around a table. Like, That's you know, actually just them being, having I don't, I don't, you know the one it? where they're like, how old is Dumbledore anyway? Like a hundred years yeah. or something. And then they do the weird yeah. fake laughter. I didn't like that. I was like, mm. And it's the only time you really see all the boys just hanging out because yeah. in the books they are actually friends. Yeah. But in the films it kind of seems like Ron is like his only, f- Ron and Hermione are like his yeah. only friends. And maybe sometimes they talk to Neville. But then that loses the point of like when Seamus is a dick to him later yeah. on. Yeah. Because and when they you all... don't know how close they are. And when they... Harry, Ron and Hermione do have their various little spats over the mm. years, they're not really done properly. No. And they're just like, oh, besties the ho- most of the time. Like, they do touch on it a bit, but not properly, I don't think. And the couple of years when Harry's at, at Hogwarts, they're smaller class sizes than they usually are mm. because all the records got destroyed by Voldemort when he was in power in the first oh, place so usually there wouldn't have been such a small little class they're yeah. all really tight knit yeah. the time turner and how like that, all that stuff oh. with Hermione gets a bit underdone so it's just the whole you shouldn't really do time travel in your in your books it just doesn't mm. really work to be honest it, it makes too many loopholes like why would they give this restricted artifact to a school child so that she can do more lessons yeah and like why why is that okay like why is no one doing safeguarding of these children (laughs) someone on tiktok has broken down how their timetables look which shows that she would not actually have needed the time turner at any point oh god how do these people do these things they did it during lockdown (laughs) (laughs) fair enough that's a callback there to them yeah so moving on to book four okay so no winky there's no winky storyline. Just no winky. There's no winky. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she plays into other storylines. Yeah. So she's important. And I just think she's a really good indicator of Barty Crouch's character. Yeah. And, and obviously she's the one that starts the whole spew thing, yeah. which is obviously missed out of the films as well. Yeah, that whole bit as well. And Hermione's kind of, which I think every, that's really normal for the age she is for her to go through that political yeah, like especially in Muggleborn. And yeah. Fiber. And then that's what makes her, I, I don't know if this is true, but my reading of it is that's what makes her see Ron in a new light when he's like, we need to get the elves out. Whereas in that particular film, he's like, it's their job, it's what they love, they, you know. And they, yeah, so it's another bit where Ron's arc gets kind of lost a little bit, like that progress he makes and she's like learning how to knit by hand so she can knit them hats and hide it around and yeah. they all start hating and she's her and refuse stressed. to come to the dormitory because they're scared to find a sock yeah <laughs> and yet dobby's there in all of his like twelve thousand socks and hats and whatever okay so my next one is second task the gillyweed that yeah. neville doesn't give him the gillyweed like none of that and that's all about Neville, where he gets given the book because of his parents, and that whole bit is underdone. Yeah, and like, so Moody gives it to Neville in the hope that Neville will tell Harry yeah. to use Gillyweed, but it also shows Neville's love for herbology and how he really thrives with that. Yeah, and yeah, it just, oh, again, I know it's hard to get all this depth into films, but a lot of these are just throwaway lines they could If they could have just yet done a line. <laughs> Why did it need to be Dobby that gave him that? Like, why is that a thing? That didn't need to be a thing. No. Like, Dobby does loads of other great moments. Like, if they'd have done the whole winky bit, they get the Dobby in the socks and they can have all that Dobby stuff. Do you know what else I really, really hate in the fourth film? They act like all the students from Durmstrang are men. Uh, yes! And all, all of the ones Beau from... All of are females. Yeah. But that's not true! Oh, God. I would have liked to have seen the female uniform from Durmstrang and vice oh, versa. Yeah. I feel like that's sure like Louise. <laughs> the damn strong women. I want to see them in that their, been their furs. Giving you a realisation. Yeah, I would have had it so much earlier. I wouldn't have needed Encanto. <laughs> so yeah, the whole gillyweed bit. And then, even though how that whole bit in the lake is done, not... They don't do the mer people properly. No. It's another opportunity to show like wisdom world racism and a lot no. of the injustices and done right. And one thing they do do well with the 
do do. Well, <laughs> I'm an adult. One thing that they do do well with the tasks is I think they I think they can't not show how boring task two and three would have been for people watching. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just like people sitting, looking at a lake, and then looking at a hedge maze. Because <laughs> they they obviously I always assumed. I don't know why. I always assumed they would have been like on tall things so they could see into the hedge maze. Yeah. But they obviously can't because they can't see crumb being taken over. And yeah. Shoot. Yeah, so. That's why, well, that's why they've got to shoot up flares yeah. if they get into trouble as well mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then the third task, like you say, they the whole, all the challenges they encounter in the <sighs> maze. They don't have the sphinx or anything like riddles, that. riddles. And like, like, they do wear crumb and Harry work together. <sighs> do they do that in the film? I can't remember. Um, yeah, and then Crumb gets pulled into the vine yeah. thing, doesn't he? Yeah. Because they work together for a bit, but I think he just kind of is nice to Harry for a second, and then... The thing they do well is a whole Cedric thing. Yes. I think... Oh, my God. That's, that was too important of a moment. When he comes lose. back and the marching song starts shouting and you just hear his dad... My boy! <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Like, it's actually making me sad just thinking about it. That hits me every time. Yeah. But then they don't do, like, the suitcase with all of the different things when he goes to Moody's, do they? Yeah, no, when they find the real Moody, they don't do all the different... I think, I mean, David Tennant was a great... Can I just... Yeah, I was just about to say, David Tennant is fantastic in it. Barty Crouch Jr. But I don't... He's, like, licking his lips or whatever. (laughs) I love it. That whole reveal bit, I don't think it's done well enough. I don't think it explains it properly as well. And, like, the significance of, like, the whole thing, the portrayal, how traumatised Harry is, like, all of it. Wait, did they mention that Barty Crouch is a bone in the forest in the film? No. Because they don't do that bit, do they? No. When he goes off to talk to Crumb in the, in, near the woods and then Barty Crouch. Oh, comes yeah, they out. don't mention that Crouch Jr. killed Crouch Sr. No. I don't think they do. No, I don't believe they do, actually. So there's all that bit as well. I know it was a big book to fit into a film, but I don't know. Maybe don't so, show so much of him swimming. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And it's the whole bit, you know, when him and Voldemort do the, where their wands get locked. That whole bit where, like, his victims, his former victims come out of the wand, I don't think that's as well done. No. I just don't think that that sadness of the loss of his parents and the absence, I don't think that's done well in the films. And they don't do about, like, the... I don't believe they do about how the leprechaun gold disappears because Ron gives him that leprechaun gold. And yeah, and it's all and the, they, the poverty they don't have stuff him with Ron. Give the twins the galleons to start the bloody. Oh my god, they don't, do the they? Place. He gives his prize money away. They don't really do that properly, do they? I think they do touch on it. Do they have the feelers at, at the beginning in the. No, no, they don't mention it at all in no. the film. And they also miss out on like some of the funny bits that don't actually make sense in the book. At the beginning, where like some of the wizards are dressed wrong, where they've tried to dress yeah. up, which doesn't make sense because we already know from previous books that wizards do actually know how to dress like models. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the Rita Skeeter stuff gets lost. Yeah, I can't remember if you find out she turns into a bug, but they don't tell you that Hermione keeps her like as keeps a bug for a while and then lets hostage her free for, for like yeah. the summer holiday. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the little nod to how Hermione is a force to be reckoned with. She sometimes... If she feels something's wrong. Like, I, book Hermione does cry a lot. Mm-hmm. But she's not... But she's also a teenager. Yeah. I and... cried a lot when I was her <laughs> age, you know? But, like, you know, she's, like... She's a bit wishy-washy in the film sometimes. Um, I feel like sometimes they just want to lean on Emma Watson's pretty. Yes. And they kind of sometimes don't give her substance and sometimes give her everyone else's substance and you like can, runs <laughs> you can feel there was a point where she was considering leaving yeah which and we found out feel in that it. thing yeah like I didn't know that until I watched that and, and even you... Ron's sitting there like I never knew that yeah well they all felt like that yeah. at one point which is completely natural but like you can feel the bit where she checks out as an actor where she's not being given much substance yeah and I don't think Emma Watson would have been okay with that mm-hmm. and she's obviously went and read all the books and <laughs> knew her character really yeah. well so yeah like when um just is nothing to do with anything, but when she punches Draco, I really love that bit. In the I, lo- I like one. that they kept that in. Yeah, <laughs> just that bit of backbone Hermione has as well. Yeah, like steel. That's the thing. Like she, if something, she is quite black and white in her yeah. views of what's right and wrong. And mm. if something's wrong, she is willing to go to a lot of dark places. It's kind of hinted at yeah. with these things. Like, she keeps Rita as a bug. She punches Draco. Yeah. It is hinted there if you kind of follow it. 
Uh, yeah, but she's think... willing to do what needs to be done. And I think also, like, these books, a lot of them might as well have been called Harry Potter and the time these idiots didn't die because of me. Yeah, like, oh, yeah have you and... seen that one? <laughs> yeah. And Hermione like... Granger and the time I saved these idiots. <laughs> Hermione Granger. Like, every book might as well be that. And they, I think that gets lost a little bit as well. Mm. I don't know. And then I've got final point in book four is Angry Dumbledore. <laughs> he asked calmly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But then, the, yeah, it's when that actor is Dumbledore. Yeah, is that Michael Gambon? Yeah, Gambon. Yeah, and the first one's Richard something, I think. I don't know. I liked the first one. I know you said he was too fatherly, but I feel He's like... too elderly to me. Mm. I never pictured Dumbledore that elderly feeling do you love how like in fantastic beasts he's suddenly like in a suit yeah <laughs> and like... there's like the really in the timeline there's like a 20 year gap between that and then well but dumbledore did you know that they took down uh professor mcgonagall's bio from the harry potter website because they wanted to add her into the fantastic beast and she wasn't actually born then or whatever no yeah because she was taught by dumbledore in school she's like significantly younger mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so they ha- they actually took her bio down off the wizarding world website because obviously she's knew um neville's grandma mm-hmm. and went to school with her and stuff so she's younger yeah she's not dumbledore that age no <sighs> <sighs> oh my god i saw a <laughs> you know yeah, that lady chantelle who plays uh does cosplay on tiktok yeah did you see the one where she was like all the students have seen professor mcgonagall's butthole when she was a cat Also, where did her clothes go? She turns into a cat. Did they make out, like, I swear in the first one they, they say she's got, like, an Markings like glasses. Markings that are the shame of her eye, yeah. Or something, yeah. But I think that's, like, a part of the charm. You have bomb. to build that in so you're identifiable. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. All right, book five. I'm going to, we've got, I'm going to try and power through these. Yeah, yeah. There's, again, there's no Arabella Fig. Well, they do get her as a witness a little but bit. Not. But the, the, the importance of who she is, the importance of the fact that Harry had another person spying on him because of Dumbledore and that where he's feeling all that betrayal from Dumbledore that's important this is like the start of the Dumbledore downfall yeah yes in most fans eyes in some fans they still think he's great no no it's not all the adults in Harry's life abuse him they let him down even the Weasleys in some respects have let him down Hagrid, Harry is forced to parent Hagrid in some That's ways. True, yeah. And someone pointed out, like, it's not fair. That is true. He's another person Harry has to take care of mm-hmm. and rescue. Yeah. So although he gets a lot of the good fatherly goodness and Hagrid never lets him down, Hagrid is also not an adult Harry can count oh, on. Oh, so it's actually, this whole series is Harry Potter and adults are dumb. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's every adult systematically letting him down, which when I get to his death scene in a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll know how I feel about that, because it's so important to that moment. Anyway, yeah. so there's just another bit of the betrayal. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, and then I've just got a point here in book five, is Book Ginny. Just in general. Book Ginny. Book Ginny is a badass. And the D- and when they do the D- DOA, Dumbledore's Army, like... Book Harry does not deserve Book Ginny. Mm-mm. And then she's just whittled down to a rubbish When they kiss in the weird cupboard kiss and it's... Oh, and that bit when he ties her laces, that's in a different film. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's none of that. It's like, it's really... And it's all the conflict in Harry of when he starts to realise he fancies his friend's little sister. And, you know, when she goes from... When she's kissing her boyfriend, she grows up a bit, and then he suddenly feels so jealous. And they, they miss out all of like the slut shaming that Ron does in that book. Yeah, as well. but then he gets over that. Like, yeah. like another part of his like his arc that gets lost, and like Hermione doesn't get with him until he fixes all this toxic shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, exactly. Doesn't happen to the final book when she's like, "Oh shit, you've really worked when on he's yourself." Grown yeah, through all of the trials they've through. <sighs> So book Ginny is just a point on her own. This is and like this is where in that book five is where she really starts to get her own well, little really story going. Learn how yeah, cool she is. Yeah, yeah, and she's like really popular. And Harry and Ron are like nerds that no one <laughs> really aren't yeah, that popular. Yeah, and if Harry exactly. wasn't famous, and even with Harry being famous, they're not as well liked in the book. In like, the books, you so know that in the Weasley family, like Bill and Charlie would have been superstars. Yeah, the twins are superstars. Yep. Ginny's a superstar. Rod and Percy have yeah. had nothing, bless them. Um, so, yeah. 
In conclusion, they do all the, all the Weasleys wrong, apparently. We've discovered. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Dumbledore's army stuff. How uh, I think a lot of that depth gets lost as well. How hard that is for Harry. How he's like, I'm not... A, you know, he's going I'm through that. He's traumatised. And he's like, yeah. I'm not a hero. And they're all like, you are a hero. And he's like, no, I'm not. Like, like someone literally died in front of me. I'm suffering. If someone was trying to kill you, you would do these things too. Like, yeah. that's where he's like, oh. It's like, I only do Expelliarmus. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> One spell. That's how they know who Harry is in the yeah. later ones, don't they? <laughs> he has book one six. trademark spell. <laughs> oh, book seven, we're doing one. Book seven. Yeah, book seven when they leave when the Dursleys, yeah. The last time, yeah. And then they obviously miss all of the fantastic stuff Hermione does. Like, she creates those coins. Yeah. She creates that really good contract that if someone... Charles' friend... Yeah. Um, Cho's friend, sorry, gets snitched with pimples. And they Is that what Harry ruins Harry's and Cho's relationship as well? Like, for good, puts the nail in the yeah, coffin. Yeah, because in the film, like, it's Cho that gives them away. Yeah. But she doesn't. No, it's her friend Melissa or whatever she's called. Yeah. And, um, and then they actually mention that she still has those spots in the sixth book as well. Yeah. Like, Hermione's a badass. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that, they, yeah. Again, nuance. Mm. Harry, Hermione's dark. Like, she couldn't, she literally had. Like, like, if she wanted to be the next Voldemort, she easily could. Yeah, the journey she's gone on. <laughs> That's why, like, I quite like it when you see um, her and Bellatrix together, because mm. if she went down a darker route, she could be Bellatrix. Yes, yeah, totally could. Bellatrix is really smart. Yeah. And, and ambitious. got the hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least um, <laughs> they do in the films. Okay, and then I think they really underplay a lot of the Umbridge torture. Yeah, because Umbridge is, like... It's disgusting. But and she literally tortures children with the ministry saying it's okay. Yeah. So she's an example of institutional evil. This is where we get like the different levels of where government can let you down. That that's another thing that's important in this because it's all about like Voldemort is standing for tyrants and tyranny and you know mass genocide. So well, again, in the nineties when she was writing this, that was a lot of that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did do. I think counselling with the UN mm-hmm. at one point so that's where a lot of this comes from I think she does a lot of that quite well she tries yeah I think yeah she tries to represent it through different magical races mm-hmm. and yeah like yeah she does like she does let it down and fail in a lot of places but I think overall you can see what she was trying to do how, how she was trying to teach children about it without using it yeah yeah and again, that's the thing with Umbridge being being the government and the way the government lets them down in this book. And it's another thing of adults letting Harry down. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I've got to do it again all yeah. by myself. Yeah, and she's just like an absolute despicable person. Yes. And, you know, he has those I must not tell lies scars for the rest of his life. Yeah, they're still visible. Yeah. I think it gets mentioned in the 19 years later mm. as well. Yeah. Like, it. It's something that it's scars him for the deal. rest of his life. And also it's that it's that shame that he has where he's being tortured and won't tell anyone. He won't tell Ron, yeah. won't tell Hermione. And they're like, go, when they do find out, they're like, go to Dumbledore. And he's like, what's the point? Yeah. Dumbledore's literally abandoned me at this yeah. point. What is the point? And you know when like Hermione's just like silently getting out the thing to soak his hand and it's just that, mm, mm. that feeling. Yeah, I guess it's shame and guilt and I don't know. And that's, I guess, any child who's been abused would would be very, very relatable. Yeah, and, like, when they're in class and she's like, you don't need to learn any of these defensive things because what have you got to spend yourself against? It's like, well... But we have, do have teachers who said stuff like that to me at yeah. school. Or, like, even... I think it was in English class and I got put down to a lower set because I did badly in a test. And then I had to do a lot of hoops to get through to get back up to the higher sets. <sighs> anyway, it's a whole thing. But... In that lower set, and it's the first time in my life I'd been in a lower set. Was to say, I don't know if for non-English people, in English schools they kind of divide the year up by your ability levels at a certain point, and the sets are done. Yeah, the sets are done to kind of divide up the ability levels. So if you get put down to a lower set, you're taught differently for your ability level. Uh-huh. However, she was like, "Oh, I'm not going to read." I was like, "She would only read up to level four. And I was like, why aren't you reading how we can get level five and six? Which mm-hmm. is like, at that time, this is pre, this isn't GCC, this yeah, is year yeah. eight and nine. She was like, well, I'm not going to read them out because they're not achievable for this class. I'm like, I just like, your window into the world of kids who are put into lower sets, what they, how they are spoken to. Yeah. I mean, this is not related to that at all, mm. but it's something that always comes to my mind. So when I was 
uh, doing swimming classes in mm. school, I was in the top set, but I'm scared of heights. Yeah. So we got to the point where we had to go on the very large diving mm. board at this. Uh, yeah, the town centre. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got to the top and I was like, I can't. Jump I used to up. do diving, you know. Did you? Little diving lessons. Oh, yeah. I got up there and I was like, I, I can't. I'm yeah. too scared. I'm scared of heights. So I went back down. So that person, that tutor, put me in the bottom group. Literally, with, with the kids that were barely out of armbands because mm. they'd never had swimming lessons before. Yeah. And then I didn't care about it anymore and I begged my mum to stop doing swimming. With that, Because that teacher, I kind of my argument to her was like, how am I going to achieve level five and six if I don't even know how? Yeah. And she was like, well, it's just demoralising for this class. And I was like, you've just... You're demoralising. She's the one yeah. that you sit. Oh, I, I bump into her every now and again and she claims a lot of my success and I hate it. Yeah. Like success quote marks. Yeah, yeah. She used to say all my homework was plagiarised because it was too well written for the set. <laughs> no, she, you're she just ripped, an idiot. She ripped up my work in front of the class because she was like, this is too well written to be yours. Oh, and I was like, just no, I, didn't, I didn't write it. Yeah, I ended up going, I, um, around her, I went to a very strict teacher in my school who taught top set and I was like, I shouldn't be in this set, this help me. Yeah. And she was setting me extra homework outside of my lessons and I was bringing it direct to her and she was marking it. And then she went to the head of English, like, this is the work this child is producing at this level. Next level. Like, yeah. fix it. And then that teacher got in trouble. But then she bumps into me every now and again and she I did a literature degree and she's like, well, I always remember your stories. And I was like, do you mean the stories you ripped up? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, just a um, tangent. <laughs> yeah, and like, Umbridge is just so racist and horrible. Yeah. And institutional that, racism that is perfect uh, representation of government yeah not just Systemic. then but now yeah um, <sighs> anyway and then Forense not teaching in the school which yeah. is another opportunity to show how insidious Umbridge is and, yeah mm-hmm. so he uh, he helped with divination when Trelawney gets let yeah. go um and I just like him I don't know yeah. I just and all the girls think he's hot which is kind of funny <laughs> I like that <laughs> Um, okay, barreling on through to book six, how they collect Horace, that whole bit is weird. Mm. Dumbledore being all mysterious, weird, apparaty man, and Harry being at a train station flirting with a girl, what the hell is that about? Horace as a whole, I think, is very underplayed in the film. Again, they goofify the actor's him. good, yeah. but it's not, it's, yeah, they goofify him, you're yeah. right. Like, because Horace is, I feel like they cover up how smart Horace actually yeah. is. Because Horace is actually really smart because he collects certain people. Yeah. And they kind of... And it's exa- another example of political influence. He's a Slytherin, but he's not too Slytherin-y. I could go on a whole... We will do another yeah. one because I can go on a whole rant about the problem with Slytherin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so, how the memories of Voldemort are shown. You mm. know, when they, they collect Hor- uh, Slughorn's memories... And is that the is that the same one where they have the memories of Dumbledore visiting him and finding out about the cave? So that's why they think there might be a Horcrux in the cave. Yes, it's those yeah. memories, and then the memories where it's like his fake memories that he's tried to doctor. Yeah, so he like talks yeah. over it, and Harry's like, it's clearly just him talking over it. But it's done like, like a dream. Do you know sequence? anything about Horcruxes? And he's like, I do not. <laughs> Yeah, but I think a lot of like the important stuff like in Book Seven, where everyone's like the Horcruxes thing wasn't tied up, and how Harry defeats Voldemort yeah, doesn't make sense. They didn't, they didn't do the pre work that they were yeah, meant to do in Book Six, mm. and then so like I've got the whole the whole search for the Horcruxes and how the lessons with Dumbledore and like the Inferni and stuff. Do they do? They do. Yeah, they do have him do his Snape lessons, but I don't think they show how much he does to learn the occlumency thank you yeah Mm. but then like the lessons Dumbledore has with him on their own where they you know and he's showing them he's trying to teach them all these things Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just a lot of setup work for later stuff in book seven it's just not done and also a setup for how much he lets Harry down yes exactly and a lot of like because he spends so much time with him but saying nothing and it's that betrayal that's a big deal and that's not done right because no, they didn't because... do all the lessons and and also the apparating being able to apparate yeah. from the school because he's the headmaster that annoyed me sorry <laughs> because Dumbledore is someone who raised Harry like a pig to the slaughter yes and yeah. they Calculating... lose that from the film yeah like the way he made a decision to do something very inhumane to Harry in order to defeat Voldemort and that's like a choice that Dumbledore makes and like that whole bit after Harry 
semi dies and then he sees Dumbledore and then Dumbledore's like can you ever forgive me like that whole bit where like Dumbledore was crying but they made sure to put gross little baby Voldemort in yeah um, I liked that they had a little bit of the like post traumatic issues Harry yeah. had with using that spell from the Half-Blood Prince's book mm. on Draco mm-hmm. and how much that traumatises him yep. but then the kind of whole him hiding the book with Ginny it just Ugh. that whole moment is so pinnacle because that's when and Harry that's when is like lose all the almost stuff. goes to the dark side as well uh, and then um, and like Ginny's like why you think you? I don't know. I can't remember which which book is in. But Ginny's like you. You were worried you were being possessed by Voldemort. Why didn't you mm. come and talk to me? You know that I actually was. I'm and still he, struggling yeah. with it daily. Yeah. Like, and he's like, oh, I forgot. And she's like, lucky you. Yeah. So, yeah. That whole bit, and also when she defends Harry to Hermione, yeah. when Harry does something stupid and like semi evil, and Hermione's just like not letting it go, and Ginny's like, back off. Yeah. Yeah. Those little moments. Anyway. Just the Snape memories have their shown as well. So a lot of the Snape stuff was rewritten for the films because the author loved Alan Rickman so much. Well, mm. not rewritten, but I mean, she did Snape wrong in the books, but in the films they very much played on mm. Alan. Like, and because they loved Alan Rickman so much, that's why yeah. Harry's parents are like so much older in the flashbacks than yeah. they should be. They're only like early twenties. Yeah, they're really young yeah. in the um, books. So those are my. Like and I don't I don't think they show enough of the whole the memories of his dad and his dad being like a jerk and growing up and uh. okay book seven oh my god there's so much here (laughs) (laughs) okay let me go for the big ones Ron returning his whole redemption arc where he finds them using the Illuminator following Hermione's voice following Hermione's voice where like the whole point is that he comes back like of like of course he would leave like out of all of them like he struggles with the trauma of their life the moment he leaves he knows it's wrong and I don't think they mention maybe they do but I can't remember if they mentioned in the film that he was too humiliated to go home yeah he doesn't go home so he goes to hide at Shell Cottage yeah but that also brings into some questions about if Bill's a secret keeper of Shellcott. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to go into that. Um, Snape having such a redemption arc in the films. I don't like it. Um, Snape does not deserve it. No, doesn't. And it's the whole thing where people get the always thing. Yeah, it's not. It, he it's not. is an incel and a zoned a yeah. child bully. Yeah, he's like, I didn't get to bang his mum, so now I'm going to be mean to him for the rest of his life. She told him she wasn't interested. Yeah, she's always said that. She's made that very clear. She married someone else. Even before James was on the scene, it's like, that. she's like, I don't like the path you're going down, mm-hmm. you know. And the only reason, the only reason Snape turns double-crosser is because Lily died. Yeah. Morally, he's still fine. He's still in Death Eater camp. Like I know, if, if there's a if bit if Lily the... hadn't been killed as collateral, he would have been forever. There is a line top. in the books where him and Dumbledore are arguing, and Dumbledore says, "Like you don't care about life or not." Not in those exact words. Mm. And then like Snape goes, "I've never let a death that I couldn't prevent happen," or like, n- not in a long time. He says something along those mm. lines. So I think he does. He does a bit, but they make him look so heroic in the films. Maybe that's just good acting from the actor, but yeah. I just feel like he's an incel king, and mm. I don't like that. I don't like the always thing being romanticised. There's nothing romantic about no. you being so obsessed with a woman who didn't want you. Yeah, and uh, And her she family... offered you her friendship. Yeah. You rejected it because of your racism, yeah. effectively. Yeah. And then you killed her family. And then the bit where he's hugging her body no, and the memories. No, 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 no. Hagrid goes and pulls Harry from the rubble. <clears throat> <laughs> Sirius is the first to arrive, which is where the he gets thing the that bike Sirius from. that is involved comes from. Hagrid gets Sirius's bike. That's where that comes from as well. Ugh. Draco's redemption isn't in the films. No, um, there's a deleted scene. Yeah, where he runs across and throws Harry the wand. Yeah, which is a small scene. They could have left that yeah, in just enough just to niggle that. And I know people will argue and argue that. Draco doesn't deserve a redemption, blah, 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 blah. But he's a child. He is a who little child. in that environment. He's the, the idea of, like, 
I don't know, like a child soldier almost. He's a stand-in for that kind of thing. Everyone been... can have a redemption regardless, as long as they eventually... You know, the bit in book six where he's so conflicted, like he doesn't want to hurt Dumbledore. And I think they do that a bit do. in the film. Yeah, I think they do his confliction really well. Mm. But I don't know, I just... And like, you know, like when they, even though I hate the epilogue, when they, they smile them at the nod across yeah. the room and it's just like... I'll beat him in tests, like. And then know. the cursed child never happened. We're never. Talking I actually about haven't it. ever read. Do that. not read it. It's fine. It's really I bad fan fiction to. that the author wrote for herself, <laughs> basically. So, let me get to the big ones, and I, the search for the Horcruxes is all very much reduced. I know they couldn't do that in the film, but the whole meandering around the woods that's the reason Ron leaves. Like how isolated they are, how hard. Oh, it's all. Good emotional depth we lose. And then the big thing for me is Harry's walk to the forest. I know. Because in the book We've had a big discussion on this. Uh, yeah, did, like, and the sad made books you cry. Because that whole scene is just that it's the moment where Harry's like, he realises Dumbledore's raised him to die. He's realised he's realising that every adult in his life has either let him down or has died. And he walks to his death alone. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even like he, he sees Neville or whatever or whatever. He, I don't know, he I doesn't say goodbye to Ginny. He doesn't yeah. spec- that whole goodbye scene with Hermione and Ron. I know it's good tearjerker in the film. It's n- no, that's the whole point. Is he like he 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 that whole thing he, like, when he separates himself he disassociates off, he? Yeah. from his body for a bit. Yeah. That whole the, and he just all in the walk he just takes off the cloak long enough to tell Neville to kill the snake to kill the snake. Which is a very important bit of characterisation for Neville. That I'm glad they left that in. Yeah, there's like this whole thing about how Neville could have been the chosen one. Yeah. Voldemort chose Harry to be the chosen one. But there was the whole thing of prophecy being self-fulfilling and all that sort of stuff. As uh, we've discussed previously. Mm. <laughs> when we were Song of Achilles in the yeah. book talk. I'm a book yeah, talk the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a maker of his own doom. Mm-hmm. That Just that whole walk. And then the, when he uses the stone to get his parents his parents defend him from the de- dementor so he continue walking oh to God, his death um <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's like a vocal take you have to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just yeah that whole then the, the, when they what is all the people he's lost walking him to his death i'm sorry mm. that whole bit it's just oh and then the the scene where he goes into the weird train station where he dies but doesn't die it's just oh, it's not done to the amount he does and the, the bit of where he like drops out of Hagrid's arms and runs when they're distracted that doesn't happen and Hagrid's like weeping and yeah and then Voldemort's death how it's done oh, yeah. the death of the flying around scene and so ridiculous so ridiculous the big jewel in front I'm of like everyone the ash. no one else has turned to ash like, I know he's he turned to ash I know he's like different to everyone else because he's a, yeah, a, but... a horcrux whore but still I, I think I've ranted about this before. Yeah, the whole point is yeah. he's supposed to be human, and all tyrants are human. At the end of the day, they are human. They yeah. can be destroyed. They and, are human. And it's also the fact that they respect his body and put it safely in another room away from Which their Voldemort dead. Voldemort would have never done Voldemort to Harry. Didn't he do was with like Harry's body. Him around. Yeah. So yeah. like the bit with it, yeah, where he plays with Harry's body, that's not done. Yeah. Making Hag like I know they make Hagrid carry him, but like that whole bit mm. is underdone. And then yeah, his death because everyone's always like they never explain how he defeats Voldemort they do in the books yeah they, the film is poor yeah you know that film he dies a... to save them he dies to protect everyone there you know that a film is a poor adaptation when when you watch it with someone who hasn't read the books they're like I don't understand yeah. and you have to explain it yeah I've had it that... so the whole point is A Harry dies to save everyone else like he protects everyone in that castle yeah. and that's why none of like that's why Neville does his brave moment that's why no one gets hurt after it's just it's just such a big Harry thing, not done properly. And the big show off scene. I'm glad they kept the shit. They had to really fight to keep the "not my daughter, you bitch" bit. They really yeah. had to fight well, for that's that. Molly's time to mm-hmm. shine. And yeah, it's just the bit where they ex- he explains everything, and then yeah, how I he feel dies. Like when they're showing like all the dead, they don't show enough of the Hogwarts students that we know that died. Mm. Oh, we don't see enough of them. Yeah, like the whole scene where Harry... Horrible when Harry's walking to his death and he looks into the hall and he's seen all the Weasleys around the body of... Which one dies? Fred. 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 When they're all stood around Fred in like that bit, he's like, 
I've got to do this alone because that's my fault. And that's how he feels. And yeah. it's not his fault. Because it's that's the... how he's been raised to feel. Yeah, and it's like all the adults have let... And like that whole... Oh. Yeah. Anyway, without going on too much longer. Oh, I thought it was quite good. Um, Hour 10. Yeah, just... That was quite good, as in succinct. I yeah, thought yeah. we could have really ranted for a really while well, here. No, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I mean, overall, I do enjoy the films. The films irritate me quite a lot, and I, I don't I know. I enjoy them as a separate entity, but as we discussed a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> last episode. I don't mind... I don't know. Yes. It pisses me off when I can't understand it without knowledge from the books, though, because then I'm like, that's a bad film. <laughs> Like, the number of times I keep seeing memes are like, they don't explain this, so here's my fan theory. And I'm like, read the books. <laughs> There's a whole fan theory in a book, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, the, the theory's been done, you don't need a fan yeah. theory. There's actually a canon there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. it, that's the first of our Harry Potter breakdown episodes. Yeah, we will what do you think definitely have some more. If you've got actually suggestions as well, other harry potter related topics we could cover please visit the website which is lazybooklovers.podcast.wordpress.com and we've got a newsletter we've got an instagram go find us have we got a suggestion um on the website Hmm. no but by the time this episode goes out there'll be a suggestions (laughs) we've got we've got two things to add to the website now do we remember what they are yeah (laughs) okay cool so yeah go there and drop some suggestions yeah yeah that'd be cool anyway that's it have a great week and we will see you next week Bye bye You didn't Alan Rickman play Peeves, and then they cut it completely. That's the I don't know. I read across, like I was doing some reading. I fell down a hole of the internet, um, and you're getting a very pared down version. Is that his name? The one that played Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, yeah, Alan Rickman. I'm sure yeah. it is. <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. I, I no, read I it last you. night. <laughs> the comedian that passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah with yeah. the crazy hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't... Rick Mayo is his name. Rick Mayo. Where am I getting Rickman from, then? Isn't that the snake? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, just for the mic, what is his actual name? <laughs> Rick Mayo. Alan Rick Mayo. No, <laughs> it's Rick. Rick. <laughs> just Rick. <laughs> oh, that's his, his name. His name not even Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Alan Rickman is Snape. You had me questioning myself. I'm so sorry. Should we start that again? Um, I don't know. That'd be quite funny. That would be quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie is confused. As is Tony. And I'm just there, like, where have I gotten Alan from? <laughs> Am I? Have I gone crazy? No, it's definitely me. Am I've I the invent- crazy? I've invented Alan. <laughs> well, no, you didn't. He's just a different actor. He's <laughs> just played a different character. Is it because I said I, I don't stopped know. watching at the Alan Rickman bit? And maybe I don't that's know. why this you what happens it, okay. when I do the research at 3am. <laughs> <laughs>